Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Proverbs 10.6 The desire of the righteous will be granted. Proverbs 10.24 The hope of the righteous will be gladness. Proverbs 10.28 In the house of the righteous there is much treasure. Proverbs 15.6 For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Psalm 5.12 And the, the title of my message today says, God blesses you, the righteous. Whenever you find a promise or blessing for the righteous in the Bible, grab hold of it by saying, Father, I receive this blessing in Jesus' name. Let me show you how to practice this. When you read in Proverbs 10.6 that blessings are on the head of the righteous, say, Thank you, Father, the promise is for me because I have been made righteous through faith in Jesus and His finished work. Amen. So every day, instead of fearing that lack will devour you, expect God's provision and blessings to hunt you down and surround you. Expect good things to happen to you. Say, Father, I thank you that your blessings crown my head. Your bountiful provisions are upon me and my household. Amen. Beloved, the more you begin to believe and speak words of abundance, provision, and increase, the more you will experience the full blessings of the righteous. Amen. Jesus Calling. January 19. Seek my face and you will find more than you ever dreamed possible. Let me display worry at the center of your being. I am like a super saturated cloud showering peace into the pool of your mind. My nature is to bless. Your nature is to receive with thanksgiving. This is a true gift designed before the foundations of the world. Designed before the foundations of the world. Glorify me by receiving my blessings gratefully. I am the goal of your searching. All your searching. When you seek me, you find me and are satisfied. When lesser goals capture your attention, I fade into the background of your life. I am still there, watching and waiting. But you function as you were alone. Actually... My light shines on every situation you ever face. Live ra radiantly by expanding your focus to include me in all your moments. Let nothing dampen your search for me. One of, it, one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. John chapter 6, verse 8 to 13. 
the title of the message is Place It in His Hands. When Jesus saw the five loaves and the two fish, unlike his disciples, he didn't see the naturally impossible demand placed on him to feed 5,000 men, not including the women and children, with a boy's small lunch. He saw the supernatural supply in his father's kingdom. The result, not only were the people fed till they were stuffed, there were also 12 baskets full of leftovers. My friend, are you facing the situation of insufficiency today? Perhaps you can't find enough time to get your work done, as well as spend quality time with your family. Why not put your time in Jesus' hands and as with the five loaves and the two little fish, allow him to multiply it. Jesus will give you the wisdom on how best to use your time. Try it for yourself. Bring your little to Jesus he will multiply whatever you place in his hands with plenty left over. Amen. Kenny Copeland, Faith to Faith, January 19. <clears throat> From messes to miracles. Proverbs 18.7 A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Proverbs 18.7 We have what we say. As believers, we know that's a vital biblical truth. We can see it in Mark 11.23, Matthew 21.21, James 3.2, and many other verses. Yet, we often let it slip. We allow ourselves to begin talking like the world instead of talking the word. And eventually we get what we've been asking for, a big mess. If that's happened to you, remember, whatever you have in your life it is a product of what you've been saying. In order to change what you have, you must change what's coming out of your mouth. To head your life in a different direction from death to life, sickness to health, failure to success, you must take change of your words. That's a lot easier said than done, but that's the key. It must be said in order to be done. How do you start? First, realize that it can be done just in the natural. This is a spiritual law, so it must be handled with spiritual power. James 3, 7 and 8 says, The tongue can be tamed with the same power with which man tames animals. Can't be tamed. It takes God's wisdom from above. God's word is his wisdom, Proverbs 2, 6. He also said, His words are spirit and life. That means it takes God's words to tame our tongues. Second, repent before God for ever allowing your tongue to be used by anyone except the Holy Spirit. Then give Jesus your tongue. Ha, da, 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 da. Be determined to speak His words of love, faith, joy, peace, and grace. Words of faith stop the fiery darts of hell. The third thing to do is what Jesus said in Mark 4.24. Take heed or listen to what you hear. Listen to yourself. Think, think, think. Do I want what I just said to come to pass? Think about it. If the answer is no, then stop and correct yourself right there and then. Replace those negative words with praise. Ephesians 5.4 Praise and thanksgiving. If you've gotten sloppy about what you say, change your course today by changing your words. Ask God to help you set a watch over your mouth. Psalms 141.3 Put the power that is in your tongue to work for you instead of against you. Stop using it to make messes and start using it to make miracles. 
There is a miracle in your mouth. Amen. Rejoice, and this is from uh, Jesus today. It's a rejoice in the hope of my glory. Even though many people use the word hope to denote wishful thinking, my glory dash hope rings with a certainty of absolute truth. I have promised that all my children will share my glory, and I intend to keep that promise. Moreover, I have all the power I need, infinite power, to enable me to do so. The nature of hope is that it refers to something in the future, something not yet. So you need to wait patiently for me to fulfill my promises. If patience is not your strong point, remember that it is a fruit of the Spirit. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you, waiting hopefully in my presence. Waiting is often a boring task unless you have something interesting to do or someone interesting to be with. When you wait in my presence, rejoice that you are in the company of the creator and sustainer of the universe. I am infinitely more brilliant and creative than you can imagine. Delight in this awesome privilege of being with me now and through eternity. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, Romans 5, 1-2. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Romans 8:18. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing, against such things there is no law. Galatians 5:22 to 23. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37:4. The model prayer by Andrew Murray. After this mo after this manner, therefore pray, Our Father which art in heaven, Matthew 6, 9. Every teacher knows the power of example. He not only tells the child what to do and how to do it, but shows him how it really can be done. In condensing, condensation to our weaknesses, our Heavenly Teacher has given us the very words we are to take with us as we draw near to our Father. We have in them a form of prayer in which there breathes the freshness and fullness of the eternal life, so simple that the child can lips it, so divinely rich that it comprehends all that God can give, a form of prayer that becomes the model and inspiration for all other prayers, and yet always draws us back to itself as the deepest utterance of our souls before our God. Our Father which art in heaven. To appreciate this word of adoration, all right, I must remember that none of the saints in Scripture had ever ventured to address God as their Father. It shall be done to you according to your faith. Matthew 9:29, and the title says, "By God's power." This is your time for increase. 
You may have been sick for a long time, but this is your time to get well. You may have been bound by addictions and bad habits, but this is your time to be set free. You may have been struggling financially, but this is the time for promotion. The key is to believe. God is saying to you something similar to what he, the angel told the Virgin Mary, that she would conceive without knowing a man. In other words, God was saying it would happen through supernatural means. What he wants to do in your life is not going to be by your might or power. It's going to be by his spirit. The power of the Most High God shall come upon you and cause it to happen. Amen. January 19. Then Jesus told his disciples that they should always pray and not give up. Luke 18.1 Observe the ant, the great oriental conqueror, Tamerlane, told his friends. And relating a story from his early life, he said, I once was forced to take shelter from my enemies in a dilapidated building where I sat alone for many hours. Wishing to divert my mind from my hopeless situation, I fixed my eyes on an ant carrying a kernel of corn larger than itself up a high wall. I counted his attempts to accomplish this feast. The corn fell 69 times to the ground, but the insect persevered. The 70th time it reached the top. The ant's accomplishment gave me, me courage for the moment, and I never forgot the lesson from the king's business. Prayer that uses, that uses previously unanswered prayers as an excuse for laziness has already ceased to be a prayer of faith. To someone who prays in faith, unanswered prayers are simply the evidence that the answer is much closer. From beginning to end, our Lord's lessons and examples teaches us that prayer that is not steadfast and persistent, not revived and refreshed, and does not gather strength from previous prayer is not the prayer that will triumph. William Arthur Arthur Rubenstein, the great pianist, once said, If I neglect practicing one day, I notice. Two days, my friends notice. Three days, the public notices. It is the old principle, practice makes perfect. We must continue believing, praying, and doing His will. In any other of the arts, when the artist ceases to practice, we know the results. If we would only use the same level of common sense in our faith that we use in our everyday life, we would be moving on toward perfection. Dr. Livingston's motto was, I resolved never to stop until I had come to the goal and achievement of my purpose. He was victorious through unwavering persistence and faith in God. January 19th, God Calling. Love anticipates. Lord, I will seek Thee. No one ever sought me in vain. I wait wait with a hungry longing to be called upon and I who have already seen your hearts needs before you cried upon me before perhaps you were conscious of those needs yourself I'm already preparing the answer it's like a mother who's setting aside suitable gifts for her daughter's wedding before love even has come into her into the daughter's life the anticipatory love of God is a thing mortals seldom realize. Dwell on this thought. Dismiss from your minds the thought of a grudging God who had to be petitioned with sighs and tears and much speaking before reluctantly. 
He loosed the desired treasures. Man's thoughts of me need revolutionizing. Try and see a mother's preparing birthday or Christmas delights for her child. The while her mother heart sings, will she not love that? How she will love this and anticipates the rapture of her child, her own heart full of the tenderest joy. Where did the mother learn all this preparation? Joy. From me, a faint echo. This is my preparation. Joy. Try to see this as plans unfold of my preparing. It means much to me to be understood, and the understanding of me will bring great joy to you. Amen. Every Day with Jesus, <clears throat> TBN's Devotional. January 19. <clears throat> my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Psalms 32.1 To say the Lord is my shepherd must carry with it an understanding, not merely great post praise for the infinite grace and tenderness of the great shepherd who leads us by still waters and in green pastures, but confession of our own helplessness and need of a shepherd's care and a remembrance also of our lost, undone condition until, although the mountains thunder riven and up from the rocky steep, there arose a glad cry to the gate of heaven. Rejoice, I have found my sheep. Lord Jesus, thou tender shepherd, lead us forth this day in glad service for thee. Amen. Amen. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Ephesians 6:16. 6, don't accept thoughts from the devil. This verse begins with the words above all. When you see the words above all, it means that what is referring to is the top priority. In other words, of all the pieces of the armor, the shield of faith is of paramount importance. The shield of faith can quench all the fiery darts that the wicked one throws at us. What are the fiery darts? They are thoughts. When the devil throws them at you, you can quench them or accept them. If you accept them, then the devil can make inroads into your life. Remember the illustration of Irene and her two friends who threw a birthday party? From that illustration, we learned that the devil throws thoughts into our minds to trick us. Poor Irene thought that her friends were conspiring against her, when in truth, they were conspiring to bless her. Unfortunately, Irene accepted those fiery darts from the devil. When we accept the thoughts that he throws at us, he's able to instill in us fear, self-pity, condemnation, feelings of rejection, feelings of betrayal, and so on. For example, a symptom may present itself in your body. The devil throws, then throws a thought at you. It's cancer. Remember that your grandfather died of that disease? If you accept the thought and start to entertain it, you will begin to fear. Don't accept them, my friend. Ephesians 6.16 6 says that the shield of faith will help you quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. So how should you respond? Well, your part is to simply keep the shield of faith up to quench the fiery darts coming at you from the north, the south, the east, and the west. You don't have to worry about where the thought darts are coming from. 
You don't have to worry about how many darts are being thrown at you. All you have to do is to keep your shield of faith up because it will quench all the darts, not just some. The main question you have to deal with is this, am I living in faith? Am I acting in faith? But it's not about having faith in your faith. It's about having faith in his faith. And how does how does that how does faith work? It works when we know how much God loves us. Galatians 5:6. The fiery darts thrown at us from the devil are designed to counter the pieces of our armor. The darts try to stop us from trusting in God's truth. They try to stop us from believing in our righteousness in Christ. They try to stop us from walking in peace. But as long as you know that you're living in faith, you don't have to worry where the fiery darts are coming from because they will be quenched. The Apostle Paul often used images of warfare in his writings. Here he is using imagery of futuristic battles as well. In many science fiction movies such as Star Wars, the large spaceships often have an invisible shield around them when shot by their opponents. The laser beams simply bounce off the invisible shield. The only way to shut off the shield is to sabotage the spaceship from within. We are a little like those spaceships. Our invisible shield is our faith. And the devil tries to bring it down by attacking us from within with thoughts and accusations. And if we start to entertain and believe those thoughts, we are left without a protective shield and the fiery darts can hit us and cause damage. But if you're living by faith, God bless you, then you are protected from the devil's fiery darts. If your shield of faith is up, I don't care how many thousands of fiery darts are being launched at you from which direction because the shield will quench all the darts. Now, some Christians do the opposite. They bring out a shield of doubt and quench all the blessings of God. So make sure your shield is a shield of faith, not doubt. Rest in my faith. Not too long ago, I had a chronic skin condition. One day, I said to God, I believe that this pain will leave me now. Then the Lord spoke to me and said, Son, has it left? No, it hasn't, I replied. He asked, Do you believe that I have faith for your miracle? Of course I do, I said. He said, then rest in my faith. I rested in his faith, and that day the condition disappeared from my body. I didn't feel anything out of the ordinary. I didn't feel the brush of angels' wings on my face, but it left. You see, the faith is simple, so don't make it so complicated. Some of us are trying so hard to have faith or build faith that it becomes faith in our faith. Do I have enough faith? Have I confessed enough scriptures? Have I confessed in faith? Maybe I should do this. No, you should just rest in his faith. Just believe that he has the faith for your miracle. Just believe that he can and that he, he is willing to bring your miracle to pass because he loves you. When you see his grace towards you, when you keep your eyes on him and you just believe in him, that is faith without you being conscious of it. One Sunday during one of my sermons on healing, a lady in our church was busy sending SMS messages to her friend who was at home. The messages contained points and scriptures from the sermon. She also told her friend to just believe and confess, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed. 
You see, her friend had cancer. Well, her friend read the text messages and confessed that by Jesus' stripes she was healed. When she went back to her doctor the same week, he could not find any trace of cancer. I believe that she was healed the same day she believed that by Jesus' stripes she was healed. Now, I wish that every sick person could receive the manifestation of his healing within a day, but it doesn't always happen so quickly. So I can't tell you how long you should confess by Jesus stripes I'm healed before the manifestation of your healing comes. But one thing is for sure, it is God's word and God's word cannot return to him void. If you have to confess it for a month, then confess it for a month, knowing that Jesus has the faith for your miracle. Just do it until your healing manifests. Hebrews 10:35 to 36 says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward for you have need, you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise and as you confess God's word simply rest in his faith not yours simply believe that he has the faith for your miracle amen Hey family, welcome to my history of worshiping. When I became a Christian around 1982, I got cleaned up in Alcoholic Anonymous Fellowship where I was able to see truth and have power to go towards the truth. And about nine months later, I made a solid commitment to follow Jesus. The way the Lord cornered me is he took, he allowed alcohol to take everything away and beat the snot out of me. I was finally able to pay attention in the right things. And then from there, I got to a point that everything, every option was taken away and it was presented to me. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> you will be able to whip the devil. <clears throat> and a good friend that had been there, that had came in, came out, I didn't even recognize him. He was so clean and beaming with, with light, which light to me is the love of God. I said, yes, 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 <clears throat> by all means. All it was was a confirmation that I had made earlier when I was a child. When I had killed the bird, and I about nine years old, and I repented so well. After the bird light died at my feet with my slingshot that I had put together, I cried and I tore the beautiful slingshot apart, and I made a cross for the bird, and I and I got on my knees and I prayed, and I asked God to forgive me. 
I guess God touched me. I think I was touched when I was about three or four years old in the missionary Bible studies, taught as the Our Father. And I, I learned it right away, and I remember everybody gathering around the little guy that was able to quote the Our Father in Spanish. We I remember my mom used to get us all dressed up, and there was a kind man that would teach us about God. He gather us all, sit us on the bench, and teach us the Our Father. I remember the Our Father. I don't remember any other prayers. Anyway, this podcast is about the the worship songs that I learned to love in the church. And back in 1982, after I accepted Jesus, I went to my first church. And won't you know, as I, I was in... I was instructed by the angel, that friend of mine that had was shining brightly so well, and he said that God had sent his, that God sent his angels. He kept repeating that God sends his angels, and to this day I haven't seen my friend. So I went where he instructed me. He instructed me to go to, uh, I guess it was, uh, it was in Montebello. It was a, a high school where they were holding church in the mornings on Sundays. I went over there for the first time, and the auditorium was kind of slanted. And I walked in early. I guess I was anxious I was there early. And I saw some people kneeling way up in the front altar by the stage, before the stage, up against the stage. And they were speaking some strange language. And I walked over there, and then I said, well, I better go to the bathroom and wash up just I didn't know what language they were talking about. They were talking in tongues. I walked into the bathroom to wash up. As soon as I walked in, it seemed like these two guys were waiting for me. They walked in right after I did. And they had penalties. And they looked like gangbangers. Their shirts were, were buttoned all the way up to the collar to the on the neck. I don't even button my shirts like that. And as soon as they came right in back of me, my instincts said danger, and I got into the uh, into the fighting position. You know, one leg up, one leg back, one leg forward, and my arms ready. And quickly, one of the guys raised his hand, and he said, Praise the Lord, brother. And he smiled like a teddy bear. And the other one did too. And I was blown away. I was, I don't like to say the word blown away, but it certainly was different that the cats were, were fully born again, but still lowriders. I found out that they'll take their Bibles, put them on, their, on the dash of their car, and they bounce up and down with their crafts and join their cars. Wonderful thing. Anyway, uh, the point I'm making, I went in there, I started to learn the songs, and I saw the pastor and his wife. They were having a ministry for some children, and she was crying. They were trying to raise some money and feed some children and from another country. And I thought they were extremely sincere, you know, they were very sincere people. Then the music started, and they had a band there that was called, uh, uh, I forgot, 
the It'll Come to Me in a Minute was a Hispanic band of young kids, and they would play The Party Is Over. The Party Is Over. It was a song about praising God and, and not partying anymore. And I really gravitated to that. I bought their album. I went up there and prayed. And for the next 14 salvations, I got saved in different churches. I just wanted to make sure I was saved. So I learned those songs, and I would pray them over and over again and worship uh, that little tape. I think they were called those Los Latinos, the Latins, Los Latinos. And it was more like um, Whittier Boulevard, lowrider-style music, oldies. Then from there, um, I started selling real estate, and I bought a Mercedes-Benz, beautiful. The Lord led me to it. And and I had a friend that gave me a cassette of a singer that uh, I would play in the plunk-clunk stereo system as I waxed and washed the Mercedes-Benz in the beautiful sun. I had bought a house, I was, and I was waxing the car, and I was born again, and I was in love. I was singing songs to the Lord out in my front yard and playing that music. And that music really revolutionized my life. I could not believe that I found out that that singer on that cassette player uh, ministered. Uh, he would preach the Bible, and I wanted to know what he talked about. And then I found out that he drove airplanes and motorcycles. And I was so excited to have those kind of people as my leadership, as my friends. I and I sang that song, and that song was a hit called Jehovah Jireh, the cassette by Kenny Copeland, Jehovah Jireh. You'll find it in YouTube. From there, I went on worshiping, and then I, I hooked up with the uh, Calvary churches for a couple of years, and I sang their songs, and their songs were instrumental in my life. They would sing songs from the Psalms of uh, Beautiful songs, very low-key, very harmonious with the people. And I, I really enjoyed singing with them. I would sing a lot. And then from there, after those two years, I went to this one little church where uh, an Italian family got a hold of the instruments. The mother played the uh, piano, and they worshiped God like the piano seemed to go into the heavens with those keys and the people worshiping God, and that's where I really worshiped God. The worship was so amazing that at one time we were worshiping, and I saw the roof open up. The roof itself opened up, and I saw the, the throne of God, and I saw the Lord leaning forward, as it says in Isaiah. He stooped to look down into us, and we were like in an arena, and there was angels, those small, puffy angels looking down on us like they were bored. <laughs> but the Lord wasn't. I didn't see his face because he was about 30,000, 32,000 feet tall, like Mount Everest. And then he had white clouds in his face. And when he looked down, I couldn't see his face. But I could see his shoulders, all of his robe, his hands on the throne, and by the way, the throne looked like a cement throne. It didn't. It was not elaborate. It was square, 
square on the arms where he rests the arms, like it was made out of cement, and and the robe was all the way down, white robe. From there, I kept worshiping and singing songs. There was this one incident where I took the Bible and I was selling real estate and I went to the park and I started singing from the Bible the songs I had learned from that little church. And God moved on my behalf. It was just I had a tremendous experience of his uh, making friends right after that and enjoying really nice people. After worshiping God under the trees, walking and singing songs and just being in love with God. Then after a while, we learned a lot of songs from the King James Bible, right out of the Bible in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 29 and 32, I believe. There's a couple of verses in there, and it goes something in nature. Oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Oh, that there were such a heart in them. You shall walk in all the ways with the Lord your God has commanded you. That you may live, that it may be well with you, and that you prolong your days in the land that you shall possess. Oh, that there were such a heart in them. That was in the early 80s. And then what happened after that? After that, uh, we went into the realm of the uh, Maranatha songs. The Psalm 5, all the Maranatha songs, Joseph Garlington, um, singing and worshiping God with those. What happened is we, I was in the 90s or the 80s, yeah, in the 90s. I was in a single Bible study in a different church now, and they asked for volunteers to help out in the recording session. Well, I raised my hand, and I got to run the booth and selling cassettes, music cassettes, uh, the sermons and duplicating the sermons and so I was volunteer and I did that and I, that's where I wanted to record my own psalms and proverbs which I do today and I got the idea and I listened to all those cassettes and I bring them back and I listen to the music and I bring it back and I was in hog heaven worshiping those you know, until this day, I love that. What happened after that? Um, I was transferred to uh, Sacramento, and I was moved into a Howell Avenue apartments. I was walking down the street, and I found it of a church there, a little small, very small church in uh, what do you call it? A storefront type of church, you know, like what do you. They used to sell shoes in there, and they just switched it over to, uh, and and they called it, they called it a missionary church, the New Testament Christian Church, and they had a choir's book, and the and in that choir book, I started singing with them, and I took the choir book with me, um, 
some of the songs they have in there is Alive, Alive, Alive Forevermore. That's a beautiful song. Uh, hallelujah. He is the King of Kings. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. He's just like fire in my bones. Uh, Hosanna, blessed be the rock. I feel the spirit moving. I must run on. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know, they had a com mixed combinations. I will enter his gate with thanksgiving and praise. I am a soldier of the army of the Lord. I'm going to serve God anyhow. I'm headed to the top. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Jesus set me free. In the name of Jesus, it was a great day. Okay, let me uh, thumb through it and give you some songs that I sing throughout the day. And then after that, I got into together with the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Choir, and I started singing songs with them in Stockton, California. I wanted more of God. More is good. So I couldn't wait till Sunday. And I was in Stockton. I was work, work Monday through Friday. So I'm, on Saturday, I would go to the church. And they had a library underneath. And if you were a member, you can access that library. And to me, I was always trying to find the, the businessman that had rested on Saturday and made millions and millions and gave to the church uh, autobiography. Never found that. Didn't find it. I had to become that and write the book. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. And it's amazing because they, they hired regular Christians that sing on regular Sunday churches to be in their choir for them, to sing songs for them. Isn't that something? That's what I heard. But one thing about the Seventh-day Adventists, they really worship God, and they had great food once a month, all kinds of, as far as the eye can see, it seemed like the table full of every kind of thing you can think of and hardly no meat, you know, maybe some chicken wings or something. But most of the time, it was all natural. Everybody would come and bring their dishes. And I was a single truck driver. I really enjoyed that. Um. Here's one. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. You know, you can have what this says if we will ourselves to say it. There's some days that I don't feel like doing this, and this is like trying to start the motorcycle, the pedal. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Amen. I'm trying to loosen up here and actually making this podcast for myself. Later on, I can worship with it, but it's, I need the spirit to flow out. I'm a little conscious because the wife is asleep on the other side, a couple of rooms over, and it's four in the morning. 
I really want to bust through and start uh, documenting all the songs I learned, you know, throughout the last 30, 40 years. Why let it sit dormant, you know? I really believe that we can hook up with the Most High in an easy basis because the, the time and the skill has already been put in it. Here's another song that I mentioned. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive, alive forevermore. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive. Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. My Jesus is alive forevermore. Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. My Jesus is alive. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive, alive forevermore. Alive, alive, alive forevermore. My Jesus is alive. Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. My Jesus is alive forevermore. Sing hallelujah, sing hallelujah. My Jesus is alive. Amen. You know, there's a lot of songs in here that I don't know, but I can find them on YouTube and they can teach me how, how the rhythm goes. Here's one called All Day Long I've Been With Jesus. Here's another one. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. I heard this before, but I don't really know it. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. There's healing in that name. There's salvation in that name. There's power in that name. There's victory in that name. There's revival in the name. Whoa, we can worship and have war with the enemy while we're enjoying ourselves with the worship, with worship. And after a while, you'll f fall in love with God more and more, and it just feels really good. A lot of us adults, we lose that. We lose that, that love connection with God, which comes through singing and worshiping. You know, we still have our dedication of reading and so forth, but to worship the Lord and praise Him, for He is spirit and the Lord is spirit, and those who come to him must worship him in spirit and truth. Here's a song called God's Not Dead. God's Not Dead, He's Still Alive. God's Not Dead, He's Still Alive. That's where they made the movie, huh? He set my feet to dancing. He set my lift to praising. He set my hands to clapping. He woke me up this morning, and he's still alive. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being alive in my life. It is evident that you are instructing me in the way I should talk and praise and worship. And Lord, we give this project over to you, Lord God, that we may activate your presence in our lives through the singing, through the remembering of worshiping you and contacting you and giving you glory and honor, Lord. We appreciate that you would bless our time together and our listening ears in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Here's another song called Hallelujah. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I praise you. Very simple chorus. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. His name is Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. He is the King. Here's one I know. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. I love you. I adore you. I bow down before you. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. This is a Maranatha song. Amen. Here's another one called He's Just Like Fire My Bones. He's God. He's God up in the mountain. He's God upon the seas. He's God down in the valley. And he's God all over me. He's God up on the platform. He's God down on the floor. He's God down on the altar. And he's God at the back door. Hosanna, blessed be the rock. Oh, come, let us magnify the Lord, for he is worthy to be praised. Hosanna, blessed be the rock, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Hosanna, blessed be the rock, blessed be the rock of my salvation. Amen. I know that one. And I'm going to get the choir a chorus on that one. I feel the spirit moving. I feel the love of Jesus. This is a song. And that's all right. I feel his healing power. And that's all right. He will take away your sickness, and that's all right. He will wipe away your sorrow, and that's all right. I like I like the lyrics on this one. I don't know the song. I feel the spirit moving. It's called, I feel the spirit moving, and that's all right. I feel the spirit moving, and that's all right. I feel the spirit moving, and that's all right. That's all right. All right. That's like saying, all is well. All is well. That's all right. And God is right. Amen. I believe the angels in heaven go around saying, All right, all right, all right. All right. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. I will enter his gates. If God be for us, who can be against us? This is a song. I am a soldier in the army of God. I'm going to serve God anyhow. I am headed for the top. I'm saved. I'm so glad. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus set me free. The devil had me bound, but Jesus set me free. The devil had me bound, but Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus set me free. I'm on my way to heaven, shouting victory. The other song is called, In the Name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, 
demons will have to flee. For in the name of Jesus, Jesus, tell me who can stand before me. In the name of Jesus, I have the victory. Amen. Here's a song called, It Was a Great Day When I Was Born Again. It's raining on the inside. It's raining on the inside. Come on in the house. It's raining on the inside. Come on in the house. It's kind of funny. Uh, there's a big storm coming up, and I've been waiting for it. I put some chairs away, and I walked outside drinking my coffee, and a little mist started to come down, and I'm waiting for the rain to come, and, and really. And I got a couple of duties out in the park today, the day that we have duties. In other words, pancakes and coffee and barbecue so we're we're waiting to see what the weather says if the weather is just off and on and it it opens up we will have the barbecue out there and there will be about 15 20 hardcore people come out and we will have a 12-step meeting definitely definitely it's fun for one and <laughs> we can look back you know we could be camping and we got a got caught in the rain so ain't no big deals we just have fellowship that's love that's got to be love huh i got a feeling i got a feeling everything's going to be all right this is a real good song to fix your life up and your body oh i got a feeling Everything's going to be all right. Oh, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Be all right. Be all right. It's going to be all right. I read in the Bible, everything's going to be all right. God told Noah, everything's going to be all right. Jesus told me that everything's going to be all right. God told Pastor that everything gonna be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Amen. See, starting to work. I'm starting to get the joy. I'm pumping the, the water. The, I got joy like a river since the Lord delivered me. I got joy like a river since the Lord has made a way for me. Every newborn day, I've been set free, shouting, Hallelujah, I've been redeemed. And I'm so glad I got joy, 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 joy. I got the peace like a river. I got the love like a river. I got power like a river. You remember that song? Beautiful, huh? Nice little lyrics. And it's true. It's starting to happen. Jesus is keeping me alive. Here's another favorite. Well, he's all over me, and he's keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive. Well, he's all over me, and he's keeping me alive. You know, I have notes of songs quite a bit, maybe two or 300 songs, and I got a choir books that I pick up at thrift stores to I thumb through, and I try to do investigation of all the songs that were made by... Uh, you know, uh, people in the past, famous songs like the one where the Titanic went down and the guy's wife and his four kids went down and 
and he went out there with with a ship passing by, and the captain told him, "This is where your where the Titanic went down." And the guy wrote wrote a song that became famous all around the world. Remember that song called "It Is Well in My Soul," because the he had been born again. It is well in my soul. It is well. We'll run into that in a little bit. Hey Amen. Here's one. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. This is the song I sing when I'm working. Well, I used to sing when I remember it, when I'm working in the cars or out in the yard. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Oh, what a change in my life. I got the Holy Ghost on the inside, working on the outside. I got salvation on the inside. Working on the outside. I got power on the inside. Working on the outside. I got revival on the inside. Working on the outside. We will have what we say, folks. We will have what we say. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's our reward. Here's another one called Jesus on the Main Line. Beautiful uh, favorite of mine. You know, easy to remember lyrics. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. Jesus on the main line. Tell him what you want. If you need salvation, tell me. Tell him what you want. If you need the Holy Ghost, tell him what you want. If you need healing, tell him what you want. His line is never busy. Why don't you call him up? Tell him what you want. Here's another song, another lyrics for sunrise worship service. I think I got these from Faith Community Church where they would sing songs like, uh, let the redeemed say so. So everybody would say, so, 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 so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That was an incredible worship service too that I did for years. That was like my 7-Eleven worship uh, go-to church. Lasted from 1982 to about, oh, 2005 to I moved out of the area. Uh, and so happens they sold the big church because <clears throat> the pastor, I guess, retired. And they bought a little church within walking distance to, towards me. The same <clears throat> uh, people, same connection. That's something. And... One thing about those pastors, that's Pastor Jim and Marguerite Reeb, uh, they showed me uh, teachings, love, and family was wonderful experience. You know, just a very kind, honest preacher. That was he was twenty seven. I think I was twenty five when I started, and he was twenty seven. I. I heard him say that in the pulpit. And then from there, now he's what? 71, 70? 
I'm 68. And I went a lot of years giving a lot of 10% to that church. Amen. For I believed, I believed, I believed. Hallelujah. I just wanted to mention one time I was, um, I was working part-time. I wasn't making all that much money. And he said, if you want a certain amount of $1,000 a week, then you need to sow $1,000. I mean, excuse me, sow $100. Act like you're making that money. So I did, and I made it. The next year, my W-2s were exactly 52000 You know, $52,100. What? It was amazing. I got the $100 that I backed that I started with. I went from something like 28000 32000 and got like a $20,000 increase. Amen. The Word of God. An amazing world we're living in. Here's another uh, night of extravagant worship. No one like Jehovah. Praise Adonai. Dance with me. I don't know about that one. Uh, worthy. I like that song. Worthy. Worthy, oh, worthy are you, Lord. It's not the same song. Worthy to receive glory, honor, and praise. Worthy, O oh Lord, worthy to receive glory, honor, and praise. Amen. All right, we're about winding it down here. So there's a lot of favorite songs I have, a lot of ones I picked up. I picked up some favorite songs from the Seventh-day Adventists and other churches. And what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. What a mighty God he served. God bless you, family. Thank you for uh, allowing me to talk about some of my favorite worship music. Please, let us worship and, and bow down. Let us come before his presence. In Jesus' name, amen.